Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post-op, together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win. And they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Hey, girl, how you doing? I am so glad, Ashley, to finally get to talk to you today. So the first thing that I like to ask, and I think everybody's dying to know, is like, what are your stats? Like your name, your numbers, pre-op, what doctor did you do? Did you go to Mexico? Did you not? Like that and kind of, you know. Um, okay. Share that with um, everybody. My name's, my name's Ashley Sheridan. I am 33 years old. I had gastric bypass RNY, regular run of the mill, nothing fancy, no mini. I had the full bypass on July 14th, 2020. And I went through a bariatric clinic here in San Antonio, Texas. Um, it was originally comprehensive center for weight loss, but now they're Alamo bariatrics. So I went with Dr. Thomas, who is very, very good. He's like one of the best in the area. And I kind of lucked out with him. I actually had his partner in the practice, but then it switched, like the, the guy left. And then I ended up with him, which was just great because he's excellent. So I lucked out there. When I first, my highest weight was 310 pounds and I, day of surgery, I weighed 275. And then today I weighed myself at 148 and I am five, six. So I've lost it. Yeah. I've lost probably it's been, it's like 160 pounds or so. So Um, I, yeah, I was a size 28, 26, 28, just depended on the fit of the clothes and now I'm like a size five, six, small, medium, just depends. You know how women's clothes are. They, they make them all shapes and sizes. They're never the same. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what I wear, but, but yeah, so I pretty much decided to look into weight loss surgery because I tried for years and years and years on my own, tried every diet known to man. And could really only lose the same 20, 30 pounds. I would lose it, gain it back, lose it, gain it back. So I was like, I can't do this forever. I'm getting older. I have young kids. Like I need to keep up. And I just was like, I need some help. So that's where we're at. (laughs) How was your surgery? So I have had zero complications so far. It was right, right. So, 
I pretty much woke up from surgery and didn't even really feel like I had had surgery, which I even asked the surgeon, I was like, did you even do anything? Because I just feel normal. And I think part of the reason was because he did it robotically. So what that is, is where he uses the Da Vinci robot instead of it being laparoscopic or open. He goes in and he doesn't even really touch you. He touches the robot and the robot makes all the moves and is very accurate. It's really good for post-op healing. So I think that that's That's pretty much, I think that that's why. And I also think I just, I've got lucky maybe, you know, because there are some people I talk to that are like, I was dying in pain and the gas and, and I just didn't have that experience. Like, of course I had the typical gas pain that you get from being blown up with the, with the air that they have to use, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't terrible at all. Like it, it was pretty much woke up, left the hospital the next day and was completely back to normal. (laughs) So, and then like, I have had very little issues this whole time and, and anything I've had has been my own cause. Like I've eaten too fast. I drank too soon before eating. I ate something that was a little bit sugar, right? Too much much sugar, too many carbs. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and you know, I've had very little issues with dumping. Like I have had it, but it's been because of my own doing. Oh yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah. So, but I'm, I'm like, I have dumped so many times. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, and it happens. Like I still, like, even still now being, I'm almost 15 months post-op the 14th, I'll be 15 months. I still have problems with slowing down to eat. You would think I'd be an expert by now, but mm-hmm. I actually am, was a nurse and currently going back into nursing. I learned the art of scarfing a yeah. long time ago. Like you, you don't have time to eat. Yeah. You have to eat when you can eat a snack, do whatever. So it's been a really hard time retraining my brain to, to eat slow and take your time. You don't have to be the first to be done. You know, know. like it's hard. It's, it's hard. I um, try to get my husband to eat slower, but he he's in the military. So he's done in minute and a half. I mean, and I have to really tell him, Hey, do this with me let's chew 30 times or 20 times. Right. right. It's tough. I tell my son too, I have a teenager. He'll be 14 in February. And I'm just like, he's always eating, scarfing, and then immediately wanting to go to dessert. And I'm like, dude, it takes 15 minutes for your brain to register that first bite of food. Mm -hmm. So if you eat that whole plate in 15 minutes, you're, you don't even know if you're full yet. And then you're going to go off to the next thing. And to be fair, he watched me pretty much his whole life and how I ate. And so he has gained some bad habits and we're trying to retrain that out of him. So it's, it's a family ordeal. I'm, I'm working with my husband. He does the same thing. It's a family thing. They see me changing the habits and I'm trying to, to work it into my daily routine with them as well. So like their snacks, kids want yes Coke in the house. They want junk food, you know, yes. it's hard. Yes. And I have a five-year-old too. So she is a oh, damn. sugar yeah. hound like her dad. I mean, everything's sweet. Everything, every meal is like, I ate my breakfast. Can I have a dessert? I'm just mm-hmm. like, no, you don't need dessert every day. You don't yeah. need dessert after every meal. 
it's a constant battle with myself as well as with them. So it's a constant work. <laughs> it's tough. So. It's tough. Yeah. What was it like with, with your mom and your sisters and family? How did they take it? So every, my sister, so backstory, I was raised by my sister. She took custody of me when I was six years old. So she was always overweight her whole life. She weighed over 400 pounds. And so like, I grew up with her and her bad habits with her diet. And all she was always doing the same thing that I did, was doing, trying every diet, trying every exercise plan, trying everything and failing. And so when I became an adult, like I, I modeled that as well. So when I told them I was getting weight loss surgery, initially my, my sister was totally against it. So of course she did not want me to get the surgery or do anything like that because she was just worried that it's scary. It's scary. scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so of course she was like, I really don't want you to do this, but you have to do what's best for you. I know what it's like to be overweight. I know how it feels. I know how it feels to feel like you're backed into a corner and you don't have any other option. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, just do your research, pick the best surgery for you, pick the best surgeon and whatever happens will happen. So that was really good. My mom, she was really supportive. Like she knows she was all for it. I do what you need to do. Of course, be worried about complications, but if they arise, we'll deal with them. She actually came and stayed with me for my surgery. She was here for over a month after I had surgery, helped me with my kids, helped me with my housework, all that stuff, which I really didn't need help, but just in case, I just wasn't sure how I was going to feel after surgery. So, but for the most part, everybody's been really supportive. Of course, there've been those, those few that are like, I knew somebody that died. Yeah. 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 I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't get that because my uncle's brother's cousin died and and you don't even know if they died from the surgery or something that they did wrong. You don't know if they had underlying issues. So of course, coming from a medical background, I research everything to my, to my own detriment sometimes. So I did my due diligence and I looked up everything and I was like, you know what? All I have to do is get a consult. I don't have to get the surgery, but I need to start the process because the process is very long. Mm -hmm. So I was like, at least let's get the ball rolling and get all the things done. I need to get done pre-op. And then if I decide, right, then I can just be like, "Mm, I'm not ready or let's just do this. So it's a long process. It takes about six to nine months of testing and dieting Mm -hmm. and visits. And it's a lot. I mean, Honestly, when that nurse hands you that paper that says, here's your checklist of all the things you need to do, everybody, I know I did look at it and say, this is too hard. Like, I don't think I can do all this. Like, it's extensive, scary. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it just feels overwhelming because you're like ready to be done with this being overweight. And so then you get the, the requirements and you're just like, I just want to be done. I want to have weight loss surgery tomorrow and mm-hmm. I want to get thin and I want to be healthy and I want to, so it's like, I just want to be a, happy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just I want to be, be happy. Normal, be you know? Yeah. Right. So, you know, but they do those things for a reason. And, and I know that because you have to, this surgery is 
more mentally draining mm -hmm. than it is physically. Mentally, you have to do, you have to prepare. And I still don't think that I was mentally prepared, yeah. even going through all the nutrition classes, all the dietitian visits, all the therapy. Yeah. I, I wasn't ready. No, like, I totally I, feel I, that. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I, I just, you know, yeah, it's a head. It's you a cannot head prepare yeah. enough for what's yeah. going to happen. Right. You know? Right. It's like a lot of us use food as a coping mechanism for whatever trauma we've had mm -hmm. in our lives. And you get that ripped away from you. It's not gradual. It's immediately ripped out of your, out of, out of your tools to cope. So it's like, if you don't really get wrap your head around that, you're going to have a problem. You're going to mm -hmm. have issues. So I always tell people like, you really need to do therapy. I know everybody's like, oh, therapy, like it's, but it, it's a must, like you just have to do it because you have to work through ways of coping that aren't to do with food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm still working on that. I still, to this day, if I'm stressed out, I immediately feel like, oh, I'm going to go to food. But then I remember, no, yeah. you can't, you'll get sick. No, you're not going to do that. We're not doing this, you know. Like, so yeah, it's it, but I still your number one go-to reward. Yeah. Hey, I, it's the weekend. I need a treat, you know. Right. So it's right. And yeah. My, you know, mind you, you can still have treats. My plan in particular is very. I thought it was pretty awesome. My nutritionist is like, if you want to have a cookie, have a cookie. You want to have a piece of chocolate, have a piece of chocolate. But a lot of times people don't have that willpower. They can't just stop with one cookie. And so I always tell everybody, find something that works for you. Like if you make a sugar-free dessert and that fills that need, great. But yeah. if it's something that you know is a trigger for you to want to eat a ton of it, just stay away. Just don't even do it. Um, I like the everything in moderation within reason, but it's some people just can't do that and that's okay. It's so tough. And then you have times where you have your cookie in front of you. And then you say, well, once you open that door, it's kind of like yeah. you can't stop sometimes, or you have those slider foods where it's a right. little treat, but you can literally eat and eat and eat and eat. Popcorn, like, popcorn is a no, no in this house. Cause it's a very bad slippery slope with that and chips and crackers and it's just for me in particular, it's, I do all the grocery shopping. I do all of that. So it's like better for me to just not even bring it in the house. Mm -hmm. um, that's just how I've been successful is just don't bring the things that I know I'm going to want to eat in the house. There are other things that I can just turn my nose right up to like donuts. Mm, I don't care about those. Yeah. I'm not a donut. Cake, yeah. I don't care about cake. Now bring some brownies in the house. That's it. That's it. So we, we, we're pretty, we're pretty good with that here. So, so when did you dye your hair blue? Just curious. <laughs> so, I love you. it. So, thank you. So I being a former nurse, I've mm -hmm. never been able to do like the crazy colors and stuff. So, um, I've been a stay at home mom, work from home mom for about five years now. So I decided to just dye my hair crazy colors while I could. 
So I dyed my hair blue probably, I think it was like a month or two ago. And I've, I have this blue shampoo. I love it, you know, and I'm just like, I wish that I could just keep it, but I'm actually, I'm finishing up school next month. And so I have to like dye it a regular color. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not there yet with being open about hair color, like tattoos or they're coming around to tattoos and all that, but like hair color, they're still kind of like, you need a natural hair color, but I love it. My hair has just been so crazy too with the surgery. So I've had it long. I've chopped it a couple of times and I just recently chopped it again because I had some more hair loss out of the blue. Oh girl on November the 10th, I'll be five months post up, but I'm losing crazy. And I, I put my vitamin patches on and I just like, holy shit. It sucks. Yeah. yeah I don't even want to wash my hair because then yeah. you go down the rabbit hole of damn, yeah. I lost so much hair and it's horrible. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of people have this really emotional attachment to their hair. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that just happens with the surgery. And luckily for the most part, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nine times out of 10, a lot of people lose a lot of hair mass. And for me in particular, my hair has always been thin. So I was like, lose my hair. Like I'm going to be bald. Yeah, I don't I know what I can't do right. it. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, this is not going to be good. So, and I also have endometriosis. So with endometriosis, you have hair loss as well. So it's a double whammy for me. So finally I was just like, look, we're going to rock the short pixie cut for a while. It's adorable. See what, see what my hair is going to do. And then we're going to keep it moving. Cause it's just hair. It grows back. I know, I know for some people it's more than that, but for me, I was just like, it'll be fine. Luckily, I think m- when you get past like six months or so, you, it starts to stop gradually. At least it oh, did for God. me. And then I had a little bit more of a loss. I think it was right when I turned a year, for some reason, I started losing a little bit more, but I don't know if that was because I was bleaching my hair Mm. and dyeing it dirty, you know, crazy colors or what, but then it's back to growing like a weed now. So it's just not the same texture it used to be. It's just a little weird. I've got a little bit of a wave now and I never had that before. So we'll just make it work. Yeah, but if you know? <laughs> that is your only side effect, right. having thick hair or having thinner hair right. or being sick and for the rest of your life, I'd still pick bariatric yeah. surgery. Yeah. See, I was sure. one of those people that didn't really have a lot of, I had sleep apnea, but I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have diabetes. I didn't have high cholesterol. I didn't have any of those things yet. Not to say that I wouldn't have had those down the line, but I had a really, really high BMI. So my BMI was a 43. And so you get an automatic approval for most insurance companies at 40. And so if your BMI is like at a 35 or so, then they require you usually to have a, what they call a comorbidity, which is like high blood pressure, diabetes. Yeah. That was me. You know, I I was barely at 35, but I had health issues. Right. Yeah. I just always try to educate people because they're just, they're very naive to what it takes to get, like, we can't all just line up and be like, let's get this surgery. There's just a lot of things that you have to check 
the boxes yeah. with. Yeah. It's um, definitely not the easy way out. It's no bullshit. No. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Uh, it is it's tough. The whole process because, is like, yeah, because you, you do all the things you need to do to get the surgery that takes six to nine months. You have the surgery, then you're on liquid diet for mm-hmm. like a month or two after surgery, depending yeah. on your plan. And then you gradually start trying new foods and you're like a baby again, because you have a brand new stomach. There's going to be foods that you encounter that you can't eat anymore because yeah. your stomach is just like, no change. Like it's yeah. What yeah. the hell? I mean, right. Before mine, I was a meat eater, like yeah. I total carnivore. And now I have a tough time. Yeah. Yeah. Meat I can, in particular, just because of the consistency of they're them. Hard. They're yeah. tough. And I yeah. want to eat them so bad. Like, yeah. Steak. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. Steak is a big one for me too. I tended to stay away from beef because it affects my endometriosis. Um, it makes me have flare ups. It's just, but I love steak and hamburgers oh, like that's just like, I know. they're so hard to digest it has to literally be slow cooked for me I can eat it it has to be slow cooked like beef tips if I'm gonna do anything it mm-hmm. has to be so tender that it falls apart um and but other than that I mean I don't really have any other issues with with meat chicken is a big one that sometimes a lot of people have problems with because mm-hmm. it can get dry mm-hmm. um it can get stuck. There's so many things that can happen that people just don't understand when they say this is the easy way out. You don't have to encounter that when you have a normal stomach. Like you don't have food that gets stuck, like normal, healthy food. Like you can't eat salad for like six months. Yeah, That's like a staple and healthy diet for most people is having a bunch of salads and a bunch of vegetables and we don't have room for that. No, no, you barely have room yeah. for the fluids and your protein. Right. Barely. Right. If you right. get all of that, which most of us, we just, it's hard. Struggle. Can't. Yeah. yeah. You struggle yeah. hard. Yeah. So. I've been pretty lucky with fluids in particular. I have always been a heavy water drinker and I pretty much was meeting my fluid and my protein goal within two weeks, but I was like, I have a really A type personality. I set timers. I make lists. So like I had my Apple watch set to timers. I was taking sips every few minutes. So I was really, really nervous about dehydration. Yeah. I did not want to go back to the hospital. It was in the middle of COVID. So I was yeah. like, I'm not going well, back you hear to the stories. You hear stories yeah. on YouTube. I think I heard a lot of, I mean, cause again, we're searching trying to find information, but, but you hear stories about dehydration and yeah, it's, it's very common. Nobody very wants common. That. Like you just have to drink, you yeah. drink, drink, drink. And I did. As soon as I got that surgery, I was texting her. I said, I am drinking so much and it's, it's great. I'm so, you know, I'm not going to the ER with this. And so yeah. she was really helpful. And like, you That's know, good you had somebody. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cause yeah. I'm telling you what, um, it, this bariatric community can be super toxic. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's like, as soon as some people get the, the, this surgery and then they start losing their weight, it's like they forget where they came from and they're not very humble. Mm. You know, like a lot of the support groups are very food policey, very toxic, very like judgmental. And just like, it's it, when you're in this phase of first having surgery, it is overwhelming. Like you don't want to be told things 
that are negative. Like you're just like, I already feel yeah. yeah, Like crappy about, you know, I took the easy way out, quote unquote, everybody's telling me, and then you go to get support and it's like, you're being attacked. It's just crazy to me. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, but there's a lot of really good people out there yes, um, yes. that are just amazing that will kind of yeah. catch that whenever you see a post or something, whether you're on TikTok or Instagram or something, you, you see a post, you see other people kind of chime in and say, yeah. hey, everybody's different. Everybody's right. intake is different and yeah. hers isn't wrong. It's just she's what different. she's doing. Yeah, yeah what yep. she's doing. And so it, it's a ton of huge community out there, I think, of, yeah. of bariatric patients. And so here's another question I'll ask you. Sure. What is R and Y in case somebody's wondering? Okay. So R and Y is Rue and Y bypass. So basically okay. it is the way that they, when they go in and they make your pouch, it's the way that they reroute your intestines to your stomach. And it's in, it's like the shape of a Y. And so it's like the old school, anytime that's like the first surgeries ever, like it's the gold standard. Um, so when I was initially doing all my research, I wanted the surgery that had the most long-term data associated with it. I want to see people who have had this surgery 15 years ago and still having success. Like I have a long life. Right. You gain I, a little I bit back be, and right. I want to, and that's natural too, to, to have some regain with all of the surgeries, but I want to be sure that I have the best possible outcome for success long-term. So that's really why I chose it. And I also oh. were, was just seeing a lot of complications with sleeve. So of course I was very hesitant to even go down that road with, with sleeve. I've seen many people have really good success with sleeve. That's why I say to everybody, like your journey is going to be different just because somebody tells you that they're doing phenomenal and they're having no complications does not mean that you're going to have the same. So you have to look at the risks and the benefits of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's always a chance that you're going to be that 1% that has that rare issue. And I see plenty of those people, but there are plenty more that are like, this changed my life. So I kind of just had to look at it for what am I do. And like, I know that there's a chance, but like, there's also a chance I could have a heart attack. Like I just, I can die. So I, either way I need to figure yeah. something out. So it's tough. So, so I actually found you on TikTok. Yeah. So when I found you, I kind of, I, and I even put on my Instagram post that you're my TikTok crush. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then my you husband's know. like, baby crush sounds weird. And I was like, ah, no, everybody has, girl crush. Yes. everybody has somebody that on TikTok or Instagram or wherever that that's your best friend. And they don't even know yeah. it. Like, yeah, you follow, you wait for their post. And then you're like, okay, she did this. I'm going to try this. Like, yeah. And so you were mine for sure. I think I just you. Like, loved your just kind of honest, like, yeah. Just walking around your house saying, Hey, I, hey, <laughs> I did this. I'm going to do this. I'm just very casual. You weren't trying to have like great lighting or like yeah. this awesome statement. You're just kind of just your life of yeah. having this R and Y and just, just everyday things from yeah. food to your mood to 
things happening in your life to everything. So that's what I, I try found to be. You. I try to be real. I do. Cause I just feel like also sometimes people don't show everything. They just show the glamorous and it's like to get a real perspective of what it's like, you just have to show everything. And I'm pretty open. I'm pre- sometimes I can be a little bit too open according to my husband. So I just try to be myself and yeah. it's just easier to do that and keep it the same. I just, I appreciate all the followers too. You guys just don't know how much it's helped me to be accountable and to know that there are people that are watching me and looking to me to figure this out. It's, it made it much easier for me to actually like be successful. And I have like little family and it's like, everybody is like, go girl, you look so great. And it's yeah. so, it's just great. It's great. I love it. And even the ones that come in that are like, I can't eat that much. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I still just let it roll off. There's sometimes where I have a few of my followers that have been getting really thrown through the ringer, man. And I'm just like, I go over there and I'm defending and I just love it. Like, I just love the, just everything about it. So, and TikTok, to me was like, I'm too old for this. Like when I first started, I was like, this is everybody thinks that. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. I mean, there are yeah. so many things that you can find out on TikTok. There's medical information. There's you could type in anything. Um, right. How do and I so, change a yeah. tire? And you get like thousands of people right. talking about changing a tire. So, you yeah. know, I was like, I'm just gonna do this because I need something to keep me accountable daily posting or whatever, my recipes, everything. I love to cook. So yeah. I've never had a problem with cooking. Yeah. Your meal preps are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and the funny so- part is I don't even meal prep for myself. Like that's so who do like- you meal prep for? So one of my friends, she's having, she had a baby like eight months ago or so, and she's trying to lose her baby weight. And so I, typically cook dinner every and like for me in particular breakfast and lunch are kind of like I just throw some stuff together because it's different every yeah day. I get like a you know Starbucks you know right, the dopio right. thing yeah right so I drink like a protein coffee for breakfast and then I eat something for lunch but it's like thrown together I, I'm one of those weird people who can't eat reheated leftovers after surgery it just doesn't work for my belly she's basically like no oh, she's um like- Picky. Yeah, she's Picky. a yeah, yeah. She is. Sally. That's her name is Sally. Damn. Sally is is particular. Sally. So so I meal prep for a couple of people, and I do it like bariatric friendly, just because that's what I'm accustomed to. You know, it I looks do add- so good. You just had a chicken yeah. on there that looked like damn, that looks so good. Yeah, like, and I and so if I have that's awesome. Whatever, I'll I can eat that as well. And I just, because of how the diet is, it's really easy to like tweak it for people who aren't bariatric friendly, just because it's like the portion size, like you just give give them a little bit more. So I really love to cook. I love finding recipes. I've always been a, like a prepper, like cutting up vegetables, cutting up fruit, making sure I have easy grab and go because I just am one of those people that if it's not right in front of me, I'll go find something else to do. Like I'll get fast food. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been fun. It's been very fun showing everybody my recipes. And and now everybody's like, make a cookbook. And I'm like, okay, let me finish school first. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So what is that going to be like to go to work? 
from the last time that you were there. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm getting, you were over 300 pounds. Yeah. Right. And then I'm sure your feet hurt, your body hurt, whatever you were going through, just being overweight, the simple things that people don't think about. Like we got to get in a car and get out of a car, which is uncomfortable because we, yes. So what is that going to be like to go back to work? And you're 140, you said? That's 148, yeah. 148, yeah. you bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, was, I know, I know. Like, like oh. oh, the magic numbers. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. so what's that going to be like to go back to work? And like, they're going to be like, what, Ashley? Right, so... I haven't worked for five years. So like, I haven't like wherever I'm going to work, they're not going to know me as being overweight. Oh, oh, so it's not the same. Place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no. So I have really bad generalized anxiety. So I'm always anxious. I always anticipate what's going to happen and like plan and try to like work out every scenario. So I'm, I'm nervous to go back to work just because of how I've built this whole year, my routine. Like I work out five days a week. I can come and go and eat and do whatever I hope I want to eat at 11. I can eat at 11 if I want to eat it. So it's like getting back on a schedule that is like dictated by a job is, is kind of scary to me. Sorry. I have someone texting. <laughs> um, it's oh, kind of scary to me because I'm just worried that I'm going to fail. Like I'm going to start regaining. I'm going to start being too tired to exercise. But then I think about it and I'm like, girl, you still did all that stuff being 300 pounds. So like being 148 pounds, you should have plenty of energy to get it done. But then I think about like, I'm going to be able to go scrub shopping, you know, and that's going to be completely different because I'll be able to have all the cute clothes mm-hmm. in my size. And it's just oh going to be, yeah. just have the pick of the litter. Cause like for being a three, four X, you wow. didn't have very many options and they you were took pretty what you can get. Right. Even if the if shit looked like a curtain, yes. you'd have to get it's it. Cause expensive. Yeah. So I'm excited to do all that. Luckily for me, I don't have to work full time. I can kind of work as needed. My husband has a really good job. So I'm really just going back to work to have that extra. So we can pay things off extra fast and we can get that extra car. And, um, but that's going to be so exciting. I think to go back to in this new kind of existence, you're just happier, you're healthier, you feel good, your body feels good. I mean, you are you look so so good. Like, I mean, I mean, you just really it's so hard, because some of us just have more skin than others, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I saw your pictures from when you had lost the weight. And then I think it was like June, but then you started exercising more. And then your weight training, and then there was a huge shift there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's pretty amazing that that can even do so much for people. Right. Yeah. I feel like strength training is a must. Like if you don't do anything, lift some little weights. It doesn't even have to be heavy weight because I take something called body pump, which I swear by. If you have that. I love body pump. I haven't started going after my surgery this time, but yeah. I do remember taking body pump way back then. Yeah. So of my pay body combat was the shit. Yes. 
but yes. it's always on Thursday morning at 5 30. Oh yes. You know, I go in. I never can sure. go Mm-mm. once a week early in the morning. It's always some weird time for body pump. Yeah. I mean, body yeah. combat. But body so I, awesome. I'm not a morning person. So like I, but can, I, ha- I have to wake up early now because my kid is in school, but I am like, wake up at eight o'clock. Like I don't, I ha- I'm forced to be a morning person because that's what we have to do to work. So yeah. I do body pump in the evenings. Luckily I go to the YMCA here and they have body pump from five 30 to six 30, which is really good. But body pump, I'm telling you, I that started out at so, so good. It's, yeah. it's so intense. And like you make it what you want it to be. I'm not lifting like large okay. amounts so, of weight. Yeah. What is your weight from when you pick it up the bar the and have to hold it the longest? Like, do you put the 10 and five or how much weight do you so, put on your bar? It varies. I switch it up for the legs. It's about 30 pounds or so. And that doesn't include the bar. So it's Mm -hmm. like 15 on each side and then whatever the bar is. Okay. And then for like back, I do a little heavier because it's just a big muscle group. But for like triceps, those are, I'm still like five pounds. And like, so five on each side. So that would be 10. And then like chest is a little bit higher. I do seven and a half and I vary. It depends on the track too, because the good thing about body pump is they change it up every few weeks. So as soon as you start to get used to that, that exercise, they switch it up. They change songs, they change routines. But what's so good is on, on that, in case anybody wants to go to body pump at any gym, they have body pump. You you just have to check if their schedule but on that one, what's good about it is you can start off at a lower weight and work yep. your way. Up. And then you have somebody in front of the class who, yes, that's the best part because they are so fun. Like yeah. they really keep you motivated and, and yeah. she'll tell you when to change your weight, change your yep. weight now, if you want to go lighter. And so I, I love body pump. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I, I'm one of those people too, that I, I can't go into the gym and work on the machines. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like. I look like I know what I'm doing because I'm, you know, I'm just, but like, I need an instructor to be like, this is what we're doing. Do five reps of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, personal training is expensive. So like, yeah, I'm much more likely to keep going if I know that I have a good instructor and they're motivating and it's amazing, but I also do rowing. So I don't know if, if you know anything about oh, rowing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love yeah. rowing. So I do a a rowing circuit class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And and so I just started doing that a couple weeks ago. I was doing spin and now spin is not for the week. Okay. It's a rough class. So I was doing that for a few weeks and then I had mouth surgery and I had to take a break and I have not yet go gone back to it. Cause I'm just, I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. I got to have the padded too, shorts for right. that because it's, it's going to hurt your ass. Yes. Yeah. It hurts. It's too intense. It hurts. And it's yeah. like, I'm one of those people that <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if it's going to be intense, I'm less likely to go back. I want to have fun. I want to hurt afterwards, like have that good muscle pain, but not be in agony. So that's why I told people just find something that works for you and just keep at it. If you can only do three pound weights in your hand at home, great. Keep on doing it. If you can only walk, walk, you know, I just feel like exercise is a huge part of utilizing the tool to its maximum benefits. Mm-hmm. You're, I just feel like you're not going to get 
what you need out of it if you're only doing the dieting. Just because I felt like I was never going to get down to my goal weight, which was at 175. My, my doctor was like, wow, you can get down to 175. It's going to be hard for you. It'll be, you'll be above average if you lose to 175. And I said, oh, really? That sounds like a competition. That sounds like a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I'm very competitive as well. I'm a gamer. I love the game. I'm super competitive. So I was like, challenge accepted. And I'm at 148. So I'm not going to take that as the only answer. Yeah. So anybody out there who is super competitive or you have OCD, Bariatric surgery is for you because you will love yeah. measuring everything yes, and yes. all of these things. Yes. So yeah. And then you have yeah, number goals like yeah. hit. Like for me, I was excited to track all my numbers because I'm like, this is what I have to do for the day. And my yeah. plan, my nutritionist was like, Well, it's not really about calorie intake. And I'm like, look, you need to give me a set of numbers that I have to meet. Cause then yeah. I will exceed that. I just need to have a guideline. My nutrition wouldn't give me anything. She wouldn't give yeah. me any number. I asked her, well, what's my macros or what's my number? Or what's my calorie goal or how much carbs do am I supposed to get? She says, CC, the only thing I want you to worry about is your water intake and 64 ounces and your 60 ounces, 60 to 80 of protein a day. Yeah. Everything else. Don't worry about it. So I was like, right. Oh, it's hard enough to manage that. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of get where she's coming from. Like start yeah. off, manage that first and then move up to something else. And then if everything falls into, like, usually if you hit those, everything else falls into place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the car, I don't even look at carbs because number one, I can't even get the amount of carbs I need for the amount of exercise I do still. So I don't really look at if it's higher in carb, I look at that and I'm like, well, what is the carb coming from? Is it from fruit? Is it from vegetable or is it from grain or whatever? And that's butter. Yeah, right. (laughs) Nut butter. (laughs) Yes. So I, it just all naturally falls into place. And I actually am a part of a bariatric like gym rats group on Facebook, which is really awesome. There's so many people that are just like, you wouldn't even know. I'm not a gym rat, but I aspire to be one. Yes. Yes. They just look incredible. Like you would have never known that they have had surgery. I mean, just the fact that they can build that type of muscle and they're eating crazy amounts of calories because they're, they're lifting so much. And so it's like, everybody has this whole, like, oh, you shouldn't be eating over a thousand calories for life. That's not realistic for everybody, especially those people. Cause like, if they were only eating a thousand calories, they, I don't know where that muscle would be coming from. Cause they're, yeah. they're built. So, um, I just, I'm at like 1200 a day right now. And I still feel like that's, that's barely enough for what I do. And I'm a little mini gym rat. Yeah. So I just feel like this surgery eventually gets you just into eating normal. Like you're eating a normal diet. Your relationship with food has to change. It's fuel. It's not. For yeah, comfort it's, 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 it's pretty awesome how before you have surgery, we're so consumed with, oh, I had too much fat or I had too much carbs or, right. hey, I'm going to eat this, but even though it's healthy, you still binged on it and you ate too yeah. much or whatever. Oh, yeah. But at, because me close to five months, I see it coming, but what's coming is 
this way of, of eating everything and it's okay. I eat carbs. I eat yeah. protein. I eat fat. I eat, I eat all these things and it's okay. There's no yes. guilt. Like there's no guilty thought is. So I, I see that coming for me yeah. as I get past my time, barely post-op to like a year or two out. Right. Right. So, but it's awesome how your mind just kind of slowly gets in a place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You figure it out. It, it, it's a healthy place because we have to eat. It's in, we can't, we can't not eat. So, and that's a, that's a huge struggle too, with a lot of people, because a lot of us have addiction problems with yeah. food. I mean, right. it, it just is there. Um, mm-hmm. and food is just one of those ones that's really hard because you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. You can avoid alcohol. You can avoid drugs. You can avoid cigarettes. You can avoid gambling, sex. You can avoid all that. It's like, but if you're addicted to eating food, it's unavoidable. It's very hard. It's extremely hard. Yeah. So I just try to look at it as there shouldn't, one of my people in my Facebook group has said this multiple times, there shouldn't be a moral assignment to food. There shouldn't be good and bad food. There isn't, Mm -hmm. there's food that is better for you nutritionally, but it's not bad. It just should be, this is what I'm eating and it may not look like what it should, but this is, this is where we're at. And then I'll try over again, the next meal. I just feel like people give food, oh, that's bad. You shouldn't eat that. Well, I am, and it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to eat an Oreo today. I met my protein goal for the day. I've met my fluid goal. I'll have an Oreo. If I want an Oreo. I'm going to eat an Oreo. And, and honestly, right. in one sitting, I mean, I can't binge eat anymore. No, if no. I, can, I can get in like one or two things, Yep. you know, a couple of bites. So even if I feel a little guilty about it. Like, Oh, I was like, I'm trying to remember what I ate that. Oh, trick or treating. We just yeah. went trick or treating. So we all picked a couple of candy candies that we, and I thought, well, which one do I get? So I got a sucker and peanut M&Ms, which was my gateway peanut yeah. M&Ms. And, and then when I got it, I thought, and then I started sucking on the sucker and, you know, it was just, it's easy. I mean, it's not like, you know, there's no guilt and, and two, I don't have the room to be guilty. Right. Cause and I that, can't eat that, a bucket of the shit. Away. So. You know, that, that I'm it does right now. It, it does. does. So I definitely can eat way more in one sitting than I would could at five or six months. Wow. Mind you, the restriction is there. Like I, it depends on the food though, because certain foods I can just eat no problem and other foods I'm like whoa that's okay there you are but I definitely can eat more at one time and it, it's scary because it's like wait a minute but that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to eat more food now mind you I still can't eat heavy like the candies I was like oh I ate so much Halloween candy but really I four of those little mini musketeers. But for me, that was a lot. Yeah. And I was like, I, I ate four of these, no problem. Yeah. Cause, cause I saw your TikTok when you were yeah. having a sugar crash, you yes. said about that. Yes. You were like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
right. And that, and that was really crazy because I tend to have like delayed reactions with stuff. So I had had candy like three days in a row. Mind you, it was my little portion, Mm -hmm. but I had it three days in a row and I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. Um, And partly I'm a risk taker. So I'm like, I'm going to see what I can do. And Mm -hmm. I was quickly reminded (laughs) that that's not what we're doing here. So I have been having some weird sugar things going on, which apparently is something that can happen with bypass. Mm -hmm. I got blood work done and I'm waiting to see what's going on. But I'm having like, I had a couple of days when my mom was here. She's a diabetic. So she had one of her, she has her glucose meter. Yeah, I saw that video. So I took my sugar a couple of times. I was feeling really funky, like just like weird and kind of like shaky. And I was like, oh, what is that? So I, I checked my sugar a couple of times and it was in the fifties and sixties. So that's low. too low. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what I think it is, is it, I waited too long. To eat. to eat. Oh yeah. No, That's I, a huge yeah, I get that too because yeah, I don't have like the hunger I, pains. Nope. Like for me, I get, I get nauseous. Yes, like I start to absolutely. get like really yes. nauseous and like sick to my stomach. This and that's wave of, I know yep, yep, I need to yep. eat. Yeah. That's exactly what happens to me. And yeah. I like, I set a timer still to eat because if I don't ever start eating, I just won't eat. Like I just, I don't feel yeah urge to eat. And my mm-hmm. surgeon said, well, if you are feeling that after six months, it's never going to come back. She, ah. he's like, you know, usually that comes back. They, they cut the nerve and the, they take away the chemical that's in your body that produces hunger. It's called like, I'm not sure what it's called. Grenoline or there's some, I'm not hundred percent, but it's a chemical that is in your stomach specifically that they try to put a majority of that out when you have your, when you have bypass. So I don't have hunger at all. I don't even get hunger pains. I don't even get like empty stomach feeling. I just get immediately feeling sick. So that's how I know. And I'm like, Oh, it's been six hours since you had that protein shake. You better freaking eat now, lady. So I think that that's probably the issue. So I've been trying to eat more smaller, frequent meals, um, just because of how my blood sugar has been doing, but I'm still unsure if it's reactive hypoglycemia, which is, which is very common with bypass patients afterwards. I hope it's not that because that's just not, it's problematic for me because it's heavily related to carb intake and I need carbs. So I'm not going to fret it. I know how to combat it. I just have to eat smaller, frequent meals. So, okay. So I was just going to ask you, do you plan on having skin surgery? Do you plan on doing that later? Or so like what areas do you want to hit? So my arms are really bothersome to me. The bat wings. I just recently did a TikTok where I showed some of my loose skin just because it's really hard to tell in photos, especially with all these good compression leggings that we have nowadays, it's very hard to tell. And I think people get so just like discouraged when they see me in particular, because they're just like, oh my gosh, your belly, you have abs and you just like, oh, I wish I could look like that. And it's like, yes, I, I love the way my body is reacting to what I'm doing to it, Mm -hmm. but I still have troublesome areas like my arms in particular those are that's got to go um 
and I've always had really big arms. So like, I knew that my arms were going to be something that was going to have loose skin. I have some on my belly, but it's like not very bothersome to me at this point. Like it's there. And if I bend over like on all fours, you can see that it's like, there's a lot there, but like I can hide that in my clothes and I can wear shapewear, the arms here in Texas, that's unavoidable. I'm not going to go. I know. With long I sleep, love, you know, muscle shirts too, but I, I have yeah. arms too. And you know, I've always been scared about arms because people say the um, scars are terrible, Yeah, and, but yeah. I don't care. I want to do, arms. I am actually going to go get tattoos once I get that surgery to cover that mm-hmm. up and it's going to be expensive, but that's just something that is in the, in the plan, in the financial plan, it's going to get saved for, and we'll see what happens. It's very expensive to do the skin removal. So I think a lot of times patients get really, you know, people, bariatric people get very worried because it's like, we do this surgery that costs whatever it costs for each individual person. And then we have the looming, am I going to be able to afford skin surgery? Cause it's not cheap. So I'm looking at lots of revenues for that. I'm probably going to go to Mexico. I'm just price searching. Girl, take me Um, with you. (laughs) Yeah, no, like I have family or I have my best friend is from Mexico. So like she was, I'll travel with you and she speaks fluent Spanish. And I see a lot of people going to this particular physicians group in Monterey and it's excellent. Mm. It's like you get five-star treatment you get a recovery house, you get a full private duty nurse. So I'm like, okay, let me research this. And what is that doctor called? Do you know the name of him? Um, Oh, I don't know the name. I don't know his name in particular. I just know that there is a bariatric like center there that they do the bariatric surgery. And then they have plastic surgeons that do the skin removal when you're at that point. I can get you the name. I have it written down somewhere from one of my bariatric people um, in my group. But Mexico gets a bad rap, I think. It does. It does. I think that they offer quite a bit of awesome care. So you just have to, with anything, you have to do your research. I also have problems with my legs. Like, I just feel like my legs are huge. And that's just probably me being my own worst critic. But I just feel like my calves in particular, I just felt like, I'm going to have ankles now. And I don't, I still have cankles and it's, why is that not going away? So I I don't know know what they'll do for that. I know you can't really get skin removal on your calves, but I think that they do like liposuction or something. I I don't know. It's got to get done about those eventually. And then of course I have loose skin on my thighs. That is it. The way that it works is it kind of like bunches up where it's loose and it looks kind of cellulite like. And I just, it's just me and a step. No, I totally want to do legs too. I I totally want to do Yeah, but I would want to do the body surgery too. There's a lot that I want to get done. So for me, I am a baby with pain. So I would probably do it in stages. Like I'll probably just do my arms and boobs first and see how I do. And then if I want to go back later, do the tummy and the legs. Just because like, I know it's probably cheaper to do it all at once, but like, no, ma'am. See, I kind of want to do it all at once. Yeah. I. uh, And if you can. Anesthesia is hard on your body. Yeah. It's hard on your body. Yeah. It's either six hours or. Right. I mean, if I have enough help and I have enough 
support, I will see what happens. And I'm not really particular about my belly either. So like, if I don't get it, I'm good. I'm just, it's really the arms in my boot, my boobs. I, oh God, love them. They just are sacks of skin. There's nothing in there now. Yeah. They're just, it's very weird because I've never been a big chested girl anyway for my size, like for being over 300 pounds, I was like swallowed up by like the chest area of like a three X. I never could fit bras that were my size around. I've always been just kind of not blessed in that area. So I knew that was going to happen too. I was just going to lose all of it, which is fine. I'll get those fixed too. I breastfed two kids too. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's mommy needs a makeover. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) And, and you know what, that's uh, kind of part of it. It's probably, you know, a a total upside. I at least you're not talking about like my diabetes is getting really bad. Right. My I hypertension get is getting amputated. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if that's your issue, like, hey, my boobs disappeared, then right. I right. mean, that's that's, that's something we could fix. Yeah. A lot yes. easier. Yeah. So, and Mexico is a huge alternative. There's another place. I'll have to find the name of it. They're over there by Tijuana. So um, okay. Yeah. And they they pretty much do the same thing. They give you a sweet and yeah, uh, it's beautiful and they take care of you and they do all these procedures and stuff. And so I, I definitely want to do that too. Yeah. But I am so glad that I finally got to see your face. Yes, yes. And I'm very happy to meet you and have fun and get to chat with you and learn about you and stuff. So I'm super excited that you were my first, well, second episode, uh-huh. the second episode that Yay. I've ever talked to anybody before so I'm so excited and can't wait to get to know everybody I want to hear everybody's story so thank you so much for being here I wish you the best and I will definitely keep in touch yes Um, yes ma'am all right bye-bye okay bye-bye okay so that one's done. That was great. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. I think yeah. we got some good information. We'll start the other one now. So I have a question. Do you have anything sure. that's ever happened to you that was like, holy shit, like funny or embarrassing or anything <laughs> like that? Like what's the worst thing that's happened since surgery? Yeah. So, Okay. So there was a saying that everybody would say, like, like I asked on several groups, like, what is the things that you need, the five top things that you would give me as as advice, you know, and I, and every single person would say, never trust a fart. And I was like, (laughs) okay, like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. And what they mean is you will shit yourself sometimes on this with this procedure it's it's not even like you'll just think it's a normal fart and it's no it's run to the bathroom so I've had a couple of incidences where I was like oh it's fine it's just a it's just a little toot no no 
it's full on get in the shower. You, you, it's, 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 and I don't know why that happens. Like, and it, it only happened initially. Like I haven't had it happen since I've after six months post-op because I can kind of tell now, like when it's a, I need to go to the bathroom and I don't like, when is it going to happen? But it's like, they don't tell you that your surgeon doesn't tell you that you don't, you find that out from the real life experiences of, you know, and and at the time it was like devastating and embarrassing, but like looking back on it now, I'm like, that was hilarious. Like I've never in my life since I was a baby. Right. And I was like, luckily I was home and I wasn't out in public because good Lord. So, but that's really it. I mean, like, and then sometimes you can't even, can't even catch it because you, you get a stomach cramp, like a feeling and then it's like water. I mean, it's cold. It's so embarrassing. It's so horrible. I know it's like, it's the worst thing ever. And like, I've, I've always been a quiet, like I've never been a person who burps yes, um, or throws up unless I'm like sick, right. sick, you know, right. or, you know, poop my pants or have right. this, what's it called? The draining, the, you know, when you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, just like, you're just sitting there and stuff just comes out. Yeah, I was just yeah, trying to think of the word that we call that. We call it dumping, the dumping, the dumping. dumping. Yes. Yeah, yes. I've never yes. had that. And so it's it's weird now how it just like, what the fuck? I'm such a burper. I'm such yes. a farter. It's so, yes. imbi- I can't and tell you how many awful. times. I know my husband says, did you just fart? And I'll be like, no, it's the cats or something. Yes, <laughs> it's, not, it's not pleasant. It's, it's so like the worst smelling, smelling. Oh my God. And I don't know what that's from because like, what will to be, my nickname is Pootie. Okay. So <laughs> that's what my family gave me as a baby. Mm-hmm. It's Pootie. And like, I don't know why that's my nickname, but like now that that's my nickname and I'm having all this prop, like it's like really uh-huh. relevant and I embrace it. That's just my nickname. <laughs> I have it personalized on a cup says Pootie. I mean, like, that's just me. Um, and now it's for real. Like my husband, man, he, God love him. He sleeps next to me at night and I don't even have control of it through the night. He'll sometimes say, you woke me up like four times last night with whatever was coming out of you. And I'm like, sorry, I'm sleeping. Like, what am I supposed to do? So you gotta, you really gotta have love for somebody to deal with that. Oh no, because Because if I throw up or make a mess, I can't clean it. My husband has to clean it. I can't. Oh, see, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm weird about throw up. I've always been, <sighs> even though being a nurse, I just can't deal. I'm a community vomiter, so like if somebody starts vomiting, I'm like start dry. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So you know, I can't. I can't. I'm I can't. I can't. I can do everything else: blood, pee, poop, mucus. But like something about vomit is just no. Uh, so I yeah. feel, you. I feel yeah. you there yeah it's gross I have not had problems with vomiting I've vomited one time this whole time and I made myself throw up because something was stuck so I have so, a question um, I have a question since since you're like like a wikipedia for bariatric because you research <laughs> everything and you're a nurse so I have a question yeah. I still get this and I think I know what the answer is I just want to make sure what it is 
if I eat, it seems like, hey, I did really good. Like five, 10 minutes go by. I did really good. Nothing's wrong. It's okay. But then I'll throw up like little pockets of food. Like it's like a burp. And then it's got a little pocket of food, like a little Uh bit of like throw up, like saliva and a little bit of the food with it. And then it happened again and again. And it's like the foamies with it, but it's like little pockets of food. So I think it's because I'm eating too fast still. Yeah. But yeah. But what is it? Is is that what it is? It, 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 you, it's either you're not chewing enough, you're not okay. chewing enough, and you're not you're taking your bites too quickly in between, mm-hmm. and your food hasn't had enough time to get through here, or you're just eating too fast. It's, it's yeah, so like it happens. hard. Yeah, it's so hard. I went. I went to Hat Creek the other day because I had to drive to Austin. I went to Hat Creek and I thought they have gluten-free, although I can't eat the bun. So what I did was I got the bottom bun, the gluten-free, the bottom bun, and then the meat on top, right? And so I figure, let me try to eat that. So I'm trying to take, I get like one bite of the bun, but then I start trying to chip away at the meat to try to get the protein because if I'm on the go or whatever. And it's so hard because it looks so fucking good. And I know. I know I only have so much minutes before the cheese dries up and it's not warm. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's like, you see I it, know. it's like, I want to eat it. Like, I just want to fucking eat it. We have things, like you said, you see it and you're like, oh, I can eat it. I went to Texas Roadhouse with my husband and I thought, before I walked in, I said, I'm going to get the shrimp, the appetizer, because mm-hmm. it's like six pieces. I can eat like four, yep. I'll be good. No, I order the 12 ounce ribeye, <laughs> the loaded mashed potatoes, and then the yeah. loaded baked potato. And yep. he's looking at me thinking, there is no way, no way. you yep. can yep. eat that. No, it's like, my husband does the well, same thing. I just but... want it. I just want to order. I want to eat yeah. it. Like, yeah. I wish I could eat it. But I, so what happens is I take two or t- two bites of steak with a little bit of mashed potato on it. And then I'm full. And so then I have to stare at it or get my fork and pretend like I'm doing something. Right. But it's just because I feel bad because everybody's eating. I'm I'm already done. So it sucks. So that so the further out, the further out you get, the more you'll be able to eat. You're just having you're having a lot of restriction right now because you're still you're still baby. You're still baby post-op. And though you feel like you feel normal and you feel like I'm not, I'm not like two months post-op. You're still fairly, because like we lose anywhere from 12 to 18 months and we have that restriction anywhere from 12 to 18 months. You're still pretty fairly fresh out. Yeah. But as you go along, your nat, your stomach naturally stretches. That's what it's supposed to do. And you'll be able to eat more in one sitting. Like I, I have a really hard time going out because I have really picky eaters. Mm. I love all food. And so like, I can never find someone who will share with me because they don't Mm. like what I like. So I have a lot of like guilt with that too, because I'm like, oh, I really want to have this. But if I order it, it's going to be wasted because I can't eat leftovers usually, especially Mm. like steak and stuff. So I have found and like ordering, a, you wouldn't think this is a hard thing to do, but when you go out to eat and you don't have kids, 
ordering off the kids menu they're like it's i've like never a, done that does that work thin. no they're like you you can't order off the kids menu and i'm like well i can't eat but like a half a cup of food so half a cup maybe three-fourths cup at a time depending mm-hmm. on the food and so i don't want to waste my food and, and i don't understand i'm paying for it why does it matter so um i, I need just to do started that right ordering like a la carte like yeah. if it's if they have an option to order like especially around here with all the mexican places like because i love some mexican food i'm mm, not gonna girl. get that i Damn. can't eat rice but i'll eat the throw beans, me a queso everything Damn. yeah queso yes mm. so i'll just order like a taco and then mm. i'll bite off of whatever somebody else has yeah but luckily we don't really eat out a lot because I cook so much, but I mean, shoot, I still have where I want Chick-fil-A and I just make it work. And I can't I eat it. I can't. Five. Yeah. I, you can't have Chick-fil-A. Well, no, I, I, okay. So I had surgery, right. And so before surgery, I knew I was lactose intolerant and I have celiac, uh-huh. right. So I've had celiac oh, for that- like 15 years. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. So I had the bariatric surgery, but I found that like before I could eat a little bit of dairy. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely not milk, but I could eat cheese right? and I could get right. away with it. Right. Yeah. I could not yeah. eat ice cream or none of that. That would kill me. Right. But after surgery, I just felt like I couldn't eat like fucking like meat was just really hard for me yeah. to eat. And then, yeah. or the cheese or the mm-hmm. just corn, like or anything. Yeah. And so what I did was I went and got that. It is called the Everly Well um, food sensitivity test. Uh-huh. You can do it. And so I found out that I'm actually like food sensitive to like almonds, which really sucks because yeah. I've been drinking yeah. almond milk forever. And so um corn yeah red meat um, shit that I've been eating all this time and I didn't know it no. because I was still kind of bloated after bariatric surgery yes like yes. I was still bloated and I still felt like shit and so once I did this test and actually took those things out of the equation I felt my stomach went down it's flat now so yeah I'm like fuck and so I feel better but it just sucks. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I still had a couple of bites of steak. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I mean, I you can't go to Texas Roadhouse yes. and not get a goddamn steak. steak. Right. right. Yes. Right. And we already are very limited with what we can eat. So mm-hmm. I cannot imagine having a bunch of food sensitive. I would go insane. Yeah, like, because I mean, I'm I, so sensitive. I, I I'm lactose intolerant now after surgery too. However, like you said, I can get away with eating cheese and I can also do some yogurts. It just depends, but like mm, milk and ice cream and all that I can't do. Wish. So I switched over to lactose free everything. Mm. Um, I don't really drink milk anyway. I'm just not a big milk fan. Well, I've never been a heavy drinker. The, the yogurt, the dairy-free yogurt is, I did that early on and I got, I stalled and my, I yeah. found out that the dairy-free yogurt or lactose-free yogurt is um, this higher, way higher carbs. Oh, wow. Yeah. If, See, if I you eat regular grape yogurt and I'm okay. I yeah. just can't have a lot of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So and, and I wish I could eat yogurt because I'd be down for like those yeah, sugar-free cheesecake. Yeah, I know. I wish source. I could eat that. Yeah. So I just, I had to change a lot up. So yeah. what about your husband and your relationship? Has that changed a lot? Like how has this so, year been compared to the year before your surgery? So um, my husband has always been thin. So the dynamic has always mm-hmm. been, he was the thin one. I mm-hmm. was the big one when it was very odd couple. He was like a string bean, six, one and 140 pounds. And gradually over the years, I have quote unquote fattened him up with my cooking. Like he's been <laughs> eating well. So he got the dad bod. So what's that? 160? So how much does he weigh right. now? Right. Well, now, well, when, when he started getting the dad bod, he got up to like 175, but now okay. he's 200 okay. now. He's, he's 200. He's, he's a, he's a good size, but it's mostly in the dad bod areas, like the little belly and, you know, mm-hmm. he's got the little, it's not in his legs or his arms. He's just like, kind of like, you know, thick. And so I've never cared about appearances like that or anything and like he had never been with a bigger woman ever I was the first one he had ever been with and so it was very different for him and so we just made it work it was fine and our relationship was really solid before surgery so we are really good communicators we have a really good relationship we're partners like he's my ride or die that's my person I'm Mm -hmm. his person and so like Surgery hasn't changed much there. We're still ride or die. He's my best friend and he's been so supportive. Find a job. I'm gonna make it work. You you need to stay home this year. We're, get your stuff together. I mean, he just pretty much made it happen. So relationship wise, we're, we're good. We've always had a really good sex life, like never had problems with that. So like, I know people are always like, oh, my sex life is so much better. And like, that hasn't really changed much. It's pretty much the same, except now I just have more stamina. I can move differently. I have Mm -hmm. different things I could do with my body. And like, of course he appreciates that. And it's just like, this is great. Like you're a new woman. And like, it's just completely different. And like, I can wrap my arms around you. Like you have bones sticking out. Like, so it's just, it's been like a experience for both of us, like where he's just kind of like exploring and seeing my body where he's never seen it before. Um, So so that's just been, it's been good because I know that a lot of relationships are like fail after this. And so I, I was very nervous about that just because I was like, am I going to change? I'm not find him attractive anymore because I'm like thin and he's kind of chunky now and am I going to be that shallow and that's not the case like he's no that's just my my man that's my that's my partner that's my person and that's just how we've been together almost a decade so it's definitely different and I like it we both like it so yeah Yeah. it's solid yeah I my husband is uh, six to two twenty, mm-hmm. but he's you know military so he's like yeah he's solid oh, muscle. muscle yeah yeah so yeah. I I pretty much think it's more of us in our body dysmorphia yeah. 
I think, yes. because when I was 180 and bigger, my highest weight was 211 and which mm-hmm. isn't that big, but I was, I'm actually four foot 11. So okay, I'm, so yeah, yeah, I'm like a child size. Yeah. But so for me to be 211 is like a lot. So for me, whenever I was like 180, just higher, I always felt like it's just, it's, you always have, have it in the back of your head when you're in a position or something and you're like, oh my God, he can see me or he, or this or that. At least that's my story. I was always super self-conscious. And then the more weight I've lost, he still does the same things. And then in my head, I'm thinking, wow. So in his mind, in our husband's mind or partner's mind, you know, how much they love us. And when they're doing these things, it doesn't change for them. For us, it does. But in their mind, we're still the same person. And it doesn't matter that you're heavier, or you have more skin, or you're smaller, they don't see that at all, which is hard for us to wrap our head around. Because we see it like, yeah. Yeah. And we criticize ourselves so much. And he gets a lot of comments from people now, especially people in his family, because everybody in his family has, is thin, except my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law was overweight and got the lap band and she had lost 100% of her weight, but she's gained some of it back now. Mm -hmm. And so she's the bigger one now in the family. So he just was not accustomed to being besides his mom and like, his mom was only briefly big and then she got her weight loss surgery too. So <clears throat> he's getting a lot of comments, especially from one of his brothers where they, he was, woo, Ashley's turning into a hot dish. You're going to have to like, you're going to have to like chain her down. She's going to be, and I'm just like, no, <laughs> like that is not me. I don't like attention from most people. I'm not an attention whore. So I actually don't know how to respond to compliments. I get so awkward. Somebody would be like, oh my God, you look incredible. And I'm like, okay, thank you. I just get so weird about it. And so like hearing the things and him coming back and telling me like, yeah, everybody's noticing that you're like super thin. And like one of his brothers came over recently and was like, you're so tiny. You're so tiny. I mean, you've lost since the last time I saw you. And I'm like, Tiny is not in my vocabulary, has never been. I've never associated that as a descriptive word for myself. And so to hear these things is so crazy and it's okay. You kind of have to take a step back and like, be like, really? Is that really the case? And it's like, yes, you are the thinnest you've ever been. I am the thinnest I've ever been in my whole life right now. Yeah. Um, And Mm -hmm. so it's a body dysmorphia thing. It's just everything. It's like a really weird situation to be in. And I'm thankful I'm in it because it feels good. But then it's like, all right, we're done now. I'm done. I'm, this is who I am now. So it's cool. And some people can't handle that either. Like Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of issues with really close friends, like having a really hard time. And I'm just like, I don't know how to approach that. It's like my best friend in particular, we've had a lot of issues. People I never thought I would ever have to deal with this with Mm -hmm. jealousy and like Mm -hmm. um, having a really hard time with seeing me thin. You know, I'm still the same person. I still have the same thoughts and morals and Mm -hmm. I didn't change that. So it's been a really rough ride with my best friend in particular and it, it, it is it, yeah 
because, you know, I mean, people don't realize, but they can say some really mean things. I just went to Loft and I bought some pants and they were the stretchy ones. They were size four. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, holy, she wears size two. She's, she's right. like four, nine. <laughs> she's like yeah. super tiny. Um, and I told her, I said, holy shit, mom, I bought two pair of pants. One of them was size four. The other ones were size two, but they were like curvy. So they were already big. So I had to go to a two. And she literally told me, she said, well, were they the stretchy kind? They were the stretchy kind, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, can I just get... I don't, can, can I just get a wow sissy yeah. great job because my whole family calls me you think Pootie is funny my whole family calls me sissy I've always been sissy so um and so she I'm like I, I would like to hear wow sissy great job no matter what size they are they're size yeah. four holy shit right like right. you know that's I was huge. so happy yeah, I was so. And that's not normal. Like the average size for a woman in the U.S. is like sixteen. Yeah. It's something like so. People just have this like, like idea of what a normal size woman is supposed to be, and it's thin and in size two, and that's not the case. So being a size four, even a five or a six or a ten, you're below. Yeah. You're like thin. Like that's that's small. Well, like but I'm, I'm 4'11". Yeah. So my highest weight was 211. The surgery weight was 179. And my current weight is 147. But right. my doctor still wants me to lose like 20 more pounds. Yeah. 10, 10, 20 pounds. And then after that, it'd just be skin that I can't get it. Right. But right. I'm super short. Like, I, I know I'm short. Yeah. I don't feel short. But I know I'm short, <laughs> so yeah, I'm barely. And of course, EMI is whatever goes by. So yeah. yeah, even me being 148, I'm still on the high end of my BMI. I'm supposed to be, you know, like my range is like 120 to 148, and I just hit That's it. Crazy. So I'm on the high end. So like, you know, I just I'm like BMI crock of you know yeah yeah you, you just, know, you, just go you gotta feel good feel. about yourself yeah. my clothes feel great I'm good I'm strong I'm healthy and if I get to a 130 okay but I probably won't and that's fine I'm fine with where I'm at yeah. I'm below where they expected me to be and I did that kind of purposely because I want to be having some wiggle room if I have some regain yeah, they say you gain 10 or 15 yeah. pounds or whatever it is yeah right Right. So I'll still be under my goal if I gain 10 or 15 pounds. So it's a delicate balance too. You can drive yourself crazy with the scale and with the numbers. And I just don't even, now I don't even weigh myself. I've come to that point where I'm just like, I probably do once a week. I do once a week, but my husband's, his job has a huge gym. So we kind of train together. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Three days on, one day off. And then, so we do CrossFit every day. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. So I've, I've sort of plateaued, but I think it's because I'm exercising more. I don't really weigh myself, but like once a week, because I feel mm-hmm. good. My clothes feel good. So I don't want to obsess about the number. Even right. though I want to lose more, I don't want to go look at it. You 
I feel like you probably have time to lose. I mean, you're, yeah. we lose well. I'm still losing and I'm 15 months. It's really slow comparatively to what it was when I first started, but I'm still losing about a half yeah. a pound to a pound a week. So, yeah. So once I started exercising, my weight sort of, it's weird how I do it. I started it when I was like 152. Um, mm-hmm. I fluctuated between 152 and 155. And it was like a couple of weeks and I was so frustrated. Yeah. <clears throat> but then my body shifted, and then I went down. So now I fluctuate yeah. between like 145 to 148 and it stays around there. So that's kind of how I lose weight. It's in sections. My body has to kind of yeah. acclimate to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll lose a little bit more and a little, but I don't gradually lose. I wish I did. That would be yeah. amazing. I mean, I, I was very lucky. Like I, I didn't have very many stalls. Like I had consistently yeah. lost like two, four, two to four pounds a week. And I'm then so it's the one, once I hit why not? I know. And I, it's like, everybody asks me, like, they'll question, Damn. Like, you have many stalls and what do you do? And I'm it's a struggle. Like, well, I it's a struggle. Like, a stall. Mm-hmm. When I hit like 175, it tapered off a little bit, but I was like, you said, I added in way more exercise. And so yeah. you just have to, I just had to switch it up. And I've been very lucky with that. And I also wasn't weighing very consistently and I fluctuate as well because we have uteruses, you know, Mm -hmm. we have, we have things that cause us to bloat and retain water. And so like, I know if my weight is 148 one day and then the next day it's 152, I'm cool Mm -hmm. with that because I'm like, that's water or whatever. Yeah. I try Um, not to look at it. I just, I know it's go down that rabbit hole of. Yes. Do I need to drink more fluid? Am I not getting yes. enough protein? Yes. Do I need to do this? Or do I need to do that? Like, and then it's like, then you're in a shit storm of, I like, know it. What is happening? Nobody the wants anxiety that. of just like regain, even if it's a pound. I mean, I, I see so many people on my group that are just like, I've gained two pounds and I just don't know what to do. And I'm, and I just am like, I try to, to, sympathize of course but then I'm just like girl it's two pounds you'll be okay like you know you know but it's hard it's hard chill out chill out Um, yeah yeah Yeah. like like, when it becomes like 10 pounds consistently for like weeks that's then you need to worry you know Mm -hmm. um so I try to have a level head about it for sure but of course I get just like everybody else I'm like I do not want to gain this weight back it's scary no way like yeah. I'm gonna do everything physically mentally possible to not regain um, I'm terrified yeah I don't yeah. want to gain it back either so let me Absolutely. ask you what is your TikTok username and what is your Facebook group name and I will also put it in the show notes um, okay. so um please share those in case anybody so, wants to go in and uh, I don't my TikTok is finding my way to health I just came up with that I don't know how but that's what it is and then my my Facebook group is struggle bus weight loss support group and then Mm -hmm. it's a little picture of a weightlifter like a little emoji Mm -hmm. weightlifter and we have plenty like in the group we have non-surgical patients as well as surgical and so I always preface that because in case people don't want to be in the group with the non-surgical but for the most part it's been very therapeutic there haven't been very many issues with it everybody's cool and everybody yeah, if they it's post, a nice they, place 
Yeah. yeah, they they post and make sure they say I've had surgery or whatever, or I've, I haven't had surgery. And then because the the advice is typically the same. It's just that we have a physical barrier to certain things. We still have to watch what we eat. We still have to exercise. It's pretty much the same principles of calories in your body, calories out. It's pretty much the same. We just happen to lose it way faster than normal. So I always tell people, don't judge my weight loss on what you're supposed to do. And even then, we still have slow losers who have had weight loss surgery. So it's everybody's different and it seems to work. And I do challenges where we'll have a monthly challenge and there's prizes and it's very competitive because like I love to compete. So I need motivation just like everybody else. So it's been really fun. And I have a couple of people that help me moderate and um, mm-hmm. do the admin side of it. Hey, but- I just joined like a week ago. And, and yeah. let me tell you, the people on there are very real and upfront. Like yeah. from the get-go, there were messages like, hey, I fucked up this week. Yes. I need this, 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 this. Holy shit. I feel so shameful. Can I get some advice? Some yes. some good vibes, some hey please help me. I'm really struggling. And so it's definitely the struggle bus. And so if you have issues or anything and go check out Ashley, she's amazing. I love her. I love her blue hair. I think she's cool as hell. So go see her and we will see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Wonderful. You really? Yes. Okay. I'm usually nervous. So like I was not nervous at all. Um, so yeah it was very cool and and calm and it was great good job yeah I just you know think it'd be I I think there's a lot of people I've had a huge response like holy shit response like people so many people want to help other people and you know I think we all do because we all have different you know shit happening you know it's like for me I'm the opposite which I'll talk about it when I do mine but you know my hormones have gone to it was just the opposite for me I had a huge libido before and Uh now I have nothing like nothing like it's gone yeah I I don't have any so we have a good sex life but I don't have I have libido problems myself just because of my endometriosis and so like you know, I struggle, I struggle with wanting to be touched at all. And like, but we make it work. We do other things we do, you know, like we make it work for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had a little bit more of a, a libido jump recently. So I don't know what that is. Like I recently have been like, just wanting it all the time. And like, I don't know, but like any other time I'm like, don't fucking touch me. Okay. I I definitely have the hormone problems too. Yeah. Like I, I get, I I went to, I did go to my doctor and got the, uh, the test for, to check my hormones. And so Mm -hmm. I was really low on estrogen, you know, and, 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 and progesterone, progesterone. Yeah. I was super low. And so they gave me, I take 200 milligrams, a hundred milligrams a day of progesterone. And then the, they started me at the very lowest dose. Yeah. Like yeah. super, like the beginning of the lowest you can get. And I feel like it's helping. Like that's I, good. That's not good the libido thing. That's still yeah. not there. But yeah. just even like the, 
you know, cause you're sleep, you're, you can't sleep, yep. you know, like the other problems of low hormones, you know, it yeah. sucks. So I'm, I'm trying to work on that, but yeah, that's a struggle. Uh, yeah, so I have so, to be on birth control constantly because of my endometriosis and that fucks you up anyway. And I'm I, right now, like you can't take birth control pills on bypass and have it not make you pregnant. So I had to get an IUD. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been an experience because I'm typically don't have a period because my endometriosis is heavily affected by having a period. So yeah. I've been regular for the past year now. So it's, I'm actually going to the doctor this week, Thursday, and I'm, I need, I need her to talk to me about some options because I'm having more flare-ups. I'm having more pain. I'm having more, my periods are back with a vengeance. And I just, I don't even need my uterus anymore. I don't want any babies. So like, yeah. what can we do here, sister? Cause so that's a little I'm bit going. of a struggle trying to figure yeah. out that end of it. Not yeah. to mention I have the vitamin patches, but I'm still yeah. low on vitamin D and mm-hmm. my iron. So I had mm-hmm. to supplement the vitamin patches. It's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a constant kind of struggle, but I'm so glad, I'm so glad we did it. Like, I I think, yes, I mean, like, I'm so thankful because I I wish I would have done it sooner. I always say that I was like, I I wish I would have done it right after I had my daughter, because like, I could have got years back, you know, like, but it's okay. I have years left, you know, and I am going to make it work. So Me too. Yeah, it absolutely. I think we all think that, but first episode down. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yes. Good job. I'm so I'm excited. So, I'm so happy for that. I can't wait so, to hear it. So I'll start I'll posting for you. I'll start posting for posting your episode and your episode will hit November 15th. I, I submitted around okay. 10th. Apple okay. podcast takes like three to five days. So November 15th is a good number that for sure to be there it could be their day or two before but for okay, sure okay cool cool so excited thank you yes, so thank much thank you so much i appreciate it i love it and i wish you luck i i'll be listening and getting people to listen well i'm kind of like you i don't have nothing else to do i'm retired i know I'm, like i'm just i'm just doing this for me more than anything so just to kind of have something to do cuz otherwise i just you know i feel like i'm all alone over here in yeah. san angelo texas and I don't know anybody. I my know, hair. Have to, I've been. We need to do like I see all these people doing all these meetups and stuff. No, and I like, totally yeah. want to do meetups. I want to do events in the spring, and I already have. I'm talking to doctors to give away a cosmetic surgery, like oh, cool. like a tummy tuck, yeah. you know, or arms. Like give away one procedure, so. We'll definitely have people whoever go to the event and have like a live event and have several people well, like till like totally um, do that. a mate like somebody who has like amazing amazing story like I think everybody would want to hear that one. Oh, I was going to tell you before I forget because I'll forget if you've ever seen Barry Banter no but I okay it, it's a podcast but it's so if you go to Spotify or Apple wherever you go they have bariatric surgery. It's called B-A-R-I dash B-A-N-T-E-R banter, Barry banter, but it's a, I think it's British, but all of them, when they talk about after their bariatric surgery, they became athletes. 
like runners, weightlifters. Like it's, I think it, you would really love it. Like everybody. Oh, cool. on I will there. look that up. Yes. I love yes. that. I yeah. Love I love all the negative, like I'm an addict now. No, I want to know. I love it. They yes. run, they run marathons, like holy, cool. and they talk about all of that. So I just wanted to recommend it. Cause that sounds like that would be up your, you know, you, you would really yeah. like that too. Oh, yeah. So check it out for sure. All right. Yeah. Very banter. I love them. It's a guy and his friend and they're so funny. And they're, I, I think it's British. I don't even know where it's from. It's not in the United States, yeah. but it's one of my favorites. Like, I love it. I'll look it I up love for it. sure. Yeah. All right, girl. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast and check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries for more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events. Don't forget, follow us on social media. See you there.